come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. This week's episode, we will be discussing the death of Jesus according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. This is the eve of Good Friday. So let's go ahead and talk about the death of Jesus, the world and the biblical meaning of Jesus. The Jewish religious teacher whose life, death, and resurrection as recorded by the evangelist are the basis of the Christian message of salvation. Tomorrow is Good Friday. It's probably the best Friday in a Christian's life even when Christmas falls on a Friday. Jesus did something bigger than life for a world of sinners yet to know or realize the gravity of what Jesus' death did for them. Spoiler alert. He gave us a chance at everlasting life. He gave us each a chance at a second chance. He gave us the ability to repent from our sins and transgressions, and he gave us a way to model and change to be more like him, to show others God's real and unconditional love. This scripture builds on something we've learned several lessons ago, where we discuss God's nature and the Trinity of God. It clearly states God demonstrated his love for us. This states Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. Let's pause. God demonstrated his love for us and Jesus because of it. I'm sure you'll agree that there is no way you could ever convince another to sacrifice for someone they didn't know or even knew. Did you get that? Jesus' life, death, and love is what saves us nothing more, nothing less. I encourage you, whom Jesus saved, to extend God's love and Jesus' sacrificial spirit beginning tomorrow on Good Friday. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. The scripture gives us the tools to begin displaying God's love to a dying world and a young generation looking for the answer to the newness of life. Jesus' love for us was patient as one could ever be. Jesus' love was kinder than we would ever experience. Jesus never boasted about all the great things he did for anyone, no matter how big or how small. He lived to give his Father honor. He lived to be the bridge for us back to God. He never got upset or angry about the stupid or unrighteous things we did. Jesus was and is our protector. He trusted us with his life, his power, and gifts. It was his and his Father's hope that none shall perish. And not last, but more importantly, God said in Galatians 6 and 9, And let us not be worried in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In everything you do, my young loyal listeners, you must learn to persevere and trust that God through Jesus has made the way for eternal life. 
Jesus said himself that he is the way, the truth, and the life. What life is Jesus referring to? A life of loving you and me. Here's how. Jesus says he loves you and me by inviting us to be with him forever. Jesus says he loves you and me by caring for us. Jesus says he loves you and me by spending time with sinners like you and me. Jesus says he loves you and me by changing our hearts. Jesus says he loves you and me by finally doing the incredible in an impossible situation. He died on the cross so that we could live. That's an incredible God that we serve, and he deserves an incredible praise. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to talk more about the death of Jesus and what it means to you. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio to pick up where we left off. We're going to talk about what was Jesus' message to us from the cross. Jesus spoke to us until his last breath from the cross. That was and is true love. This is why, to me, Friday was better than Good Friday. It was the greatest Friday known to man, given to us by the greatest example of Christianity, which was Jesus Christ. Number one, Father God, forgive them for they know not what they do. Luke 23, 34. Jesus knew that many of us, despite knowing and seeing the truth, we would do things that would contradict or go against the kingdom of God. He asked his Father to forgive sinners like you and me for the things we would do. Number two, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 43. Jesus offered us a place in paradise with him blindly, knowing the wrong many of us would do. Will you accept his invitation despite the things you have done? Number three, woman, behold thy son. John 19 and 26. Jesus was acknowledging that while he was yet God, he was also human. He wanted us to identify with God on a level that would make it easy for us to comprehend the gravity or what it was to be a Christian, that we could walk this walk if we just stayed the course. Number four, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mark 15, 34. Because Jesus was human, he knew the feeling of being forsaken. God never wants us to experience this. So God said that he will never leave nor forsaken us. God has given you a promise. Number five, I thirst. John 19, 28. Jesus thirsts after righteousness. Jesus' thirst is always set on those who love him and the lost needing a way back home. Jesus is the living water if you accept him and you will thirst no more once you experience Jesus. Number six, it is finished. John 19 and 30. What was finished? The prophetic word. Jesus signed, sealed, and delivered on a promise. What promise? The promise that erased our sins. The promise that guaranteed us kinship into the family of God. The promise that ensured a one-way ticket to heaven to be with him and God. Since it was finished, stop. I want you to stop. It's finished. Stop trying to pave your way to heaven. Stop trying to get through to God through a back door. Stop trying to be someone else and be the person God called you to be. What is that person? A child of the Most High God. You can stop because Jesus did all the work and declared it finished. So let it be finished. Number seven, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Luke 23, 46. Jesus, with this last of the seven words, left us the perfect final words every Christian should use when their day comes. 
I'm not sure when your day will come, but you should be ready. To commend means to praise formally and officially, to present as suitable for approval. Jesus wants your word that you will live a life holy and acceptable to God, that you can say, Father, into thy hands I give approval to all that I've lived, all that I've done, all that I have become because of your son Jesus Christ, that I commend or give approval to my spirit this day. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about Easter and how Jesus died for us. So I told them that for Jesus to take all of that abuse and die for us, he was the true one and only goat, greatest of all time. So they got a kick out of that. But one asked, Miss Pam, you said abuse. What do you mean? I said, yes, let's talk about the love Jesus has for us. We've all heard it or read it, and we cringe, but let's take a minute to see what Jesus endured. And while we talk about it, I want you to put yourself there, looking up at him, just like his mother Mary had to do, the pain, the agony that he felt for you and for me. Think about that. He had a crown of thorns on his head. Now, some of us don't even like a comb touching our heads, so can you imagine thorns pricking your scalp each time you moved? He carried the cross, planks of heavy wood on his shoulders, our burden bearer. He hung on the cross with nails in his hands and feet, the pain, our redeemer. I know that God's heart had to have been so heavy, even though he knew this day would come. But to see his son being treated like this by those who said they loved him, that they believed who he said he was. It breaks my heart, especially when I read where Jesus says it is finished and bowing his head, he breathed his last breath. Again, this is how it was supposed to happen, but it doesn't lessen the ache in my heart when I put myself there. It's bittersweet knowing that Jesus died for me. Who am I? I don't feel worthy sometimes, but I love that he loves me and you so much. Now, we say I love you all the time, but does any of us possess the kind of love that Jesus has for us? No, I don't believe there is one that does. And that's why we need to be thankful throughout the year, not just during Easter season, not just during Christmas season, but every day that God allows us to wake up and take another breath. Every day that we get the chance to see or talk to our loved ones, don't take it for granted. Give God thanks for one more chance. In summary, the importance of the death of Jesus. It's simple. Without Jesus' death, there is no eternal life. There is no life without sin. There is no life with healing. There is no life with forgiveness. Simply put, I can't, rather, I don't want to imagine a life without Jesus' death and all that it accomplished for a sinner like me. I am nothing without Christ. I have no purpose without Christ. I end by asking you this one question before Good Friday. What does the death of Jesus mean to you? As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.